If you lose your disc or fail to follow commands, you will be subject to immediate de-resolution. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away So none of that was recording. It, it was pulling it in from another input. Shit. Oh well. So <laughs> today I was at uh, Disney on my own. So what'd you think? I loved it. I love doing things on. I love doing stuff. You know, I love just being set loose on my own to to explore because it, it all comes back. To, I was telling you about this earlier, but when I was a little kid. Um, my dad used to have a store where he'd sell solar energy stuff and wood stove, alternate energy stuff. Right. And every year in the New York State Fair, he would set up a booth in, you know, the exhibition hall or whatever, you know, in the big, you know, just basically it would be a little arena full of people setting up stuff. And when I was like six, seven years old, I would go with him, help him set up, and he would just turn me loose at the State Fair all day. I would run around, you know, he'd give me a little money and I'd run around the State Fair all day. And I loved it, you know, I just loved it. And so that's what it reminded me of. And um, I've got a new uh, um, camera, video camera, that I've been waiting, uh, I've been saving specifically to try out here at Disney. And I got my chance, I, I busted it out, um, set all the settings on it, you know, the, as soon as I got there, I sat down, had a little food, and, and set all the settings on it, and just went out and and um, started started videotaping in, interesting things. I, it's not like I, I want. I, I even had a so, sort of specific idea that I wanted sort of abstract shots to go along with this uh, song. So I was, you know, looking for moving gears, turning things. You know, I was in um, what Tomorrowland. You know, with those planets rotating and stuff, and right, I would just yeah. zoom right in on them. You know, and there'd be gears, and, and it's just, I mean, Disney, it's just, Disney World's just full of stuff, moving, colorful, interesting things, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, it was, it was well, especially Tomorrowland, because it's designed to be, you know, a, a world on the move kind and of thing. Visually stimulating, and that's, right. that was, that was probably my favorite, what, the most fun one to videotape was uh, the People Mover. I got on the People Mover again. And I had my own people mover car. I just sprawled out. I literally like kicked my legs all the way across and braced myself in so I could turn at any angle. And people must have thought I was nuts because I was like, "Wow!" And then just like swinging around and filming everything. But I got some great shots of that. Um, uh, I went. Uh, the first thing I filmed was the Dumbo ride, just because it had lots of you know, it's iconic. You know, that's, having that's something with a lot of gears and gears, and, and it's colorful. Yeah, that's, and they're that's going up and cool. down, and it all and it uh, all different 
ways. I've and heard with that Fantasyland expansion, they're going to be making it basically into a double. They're going to double it, like twin it. Oh, and cool. That should be cool. That should be a sight. Because that, that's one that's, you know, the line can really back up for that. Because it's so, like you say, it's iconic. Every parent wants to put their, their kid know, on, on Dumbo. Yeah. Get that picture, you know. And then I, I, I like, hung out on the outsides of, like, the, um, the, um, oh, what, what was the, the one roller coaster? The Thunder, Thunder Mountain, was Thunder it? Thunder Mountain, yeah, Big Thunder. Big Thunder and the, um, the, you know, the, the Splash, Splash Mountain, Mountain and, and film those coming. Although people are being a pain in the ass there. People were, people were just parking themselves right in the, and just sit, standing there. Look, people were doing a lot of just parking themselves and blocking today. But I mean, the park was a cluster today. It was just, when I got there at nine, no problem. Uh, one of the first ride I went on was It's a Small World, and I just, you know, walked right onto it. That was an, another one. It was a little dark in there, but this camera has a gain setting that you can crank right up, so I just turned the gain all the way up, and, uh, and, uh, and that had lots of, you know, moving interest. You could set up interesting, lots of interesting shots, you know. Um, like my video, it, it will drive you nuts if we watch the video with the sound on because there's so many cuts and stuff. Right. It's not made to be watched. It's made to be edited into something. Although I am going to watch it because there's a lot of neat shots on it. And we got to find the, the one part of, uh, when I went to the people mover of, you know, Walt's original Epcot plan. Yeah, I filmed that as City. I went by. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Every time, you know, when we'd come in on vacation, I'd always try to snap pictures. You know, and I've, ne- I've never had a camera that would take pictures in, like, rapid succession. So, you know, the best you could get was, like, maybe one really good picture and then, like, one shit picture as you were, like, re- you know, right. it was receding around a corner off of the distance kind of thing. But, yeah, I've got several pictures you know that I had taken trying to get that what was frustrating was a number of years ago there was one of those um, modern miracles no that wasn't the name of it was what's that sh- modern marvels yes that was um, superstructures or, or something uh, I saw that one something it's like the the design wonders of the world yes something. and one of them was a Disney world well, it was one. Walt Disney World yeah you know, it was like Walt Disney World, the Superdome, and like a bunch of other stuff. I can't find that thing well, anywhere. That's the one I saw. That one right about the. Remember that one I was telling you about that five-hour. You know, it was very much. Remember that st- the Star Wars. They put it on one of the recent releases of it. That right. The History when Channel. Star Wars what, ruled the world, or something like that. Yeah, it was the History Channel one. It had all the. Oh, the, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the the one. With, with all the, you know, with like, you know, Mark or Mark Harmon or whatever it is trying out for Luke Scout, you know, and right, Kurt Russell yeah. and all that, all, the, all that great footage and stuff. It was, it was sort of like a longer version of that, you know, it had, a, it was that, that same sort of I idea. I that one you're talking about, yeah. I wish I could even remember what the name of it was. That's, you know, that's the thing is when you remember, when you, you see these things that you don't even remember the name, so you don't even know where to start looking right. for them, you know. But I don't even remember Marvels, exactly what channel it was. It had the best footage I've ever seen of that model as it exists today. It was, it, it's basically the same thing. Somebody just filmed it as you go by. But it's at a nice, slow, 
steady pace. It's in great definition and all that. It's, right. it's they, really they, great. They set, they set it up to be filmed. Yeah. And I had it TiVo'd and it got erased before uh. I ever got a chance to make a copy of it. And then I have found like torrents, like these massive torrents of like supposedly every episode of Modern Marvels. That episode's, of course, not in there. And it's like, I can't find it. So I'm hoping maybe one day it'll come out on like video or something. Or I don't know. I often wonder if maybe it got pulled for something because there is now a full length episode of Modern Marvels that's just Walt Disney World. But that footage isn't in it, so I don't know. It, it just pissed me off that there was this, like this really great shot, you know, and I can't get a copy of the video that it was in. Actually, now that I think about it, I wonder if that might be on YouTube somewhere. I have to oh, yeah, that. for sure. But uh, everything's on YouTube. You see what else? Whoops, hit the horn by mistake. What else did you, you said, uh, let me see, Hall of Presidents? You did Hall oh, of I Presidents. did the Hall of Presidents. And you said you look like a pedophile on, on Small World. Well, I felt like a pedophile. You said I looked like a pedophile. Oh, I said, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you do. I, you know, I was, I was all by myself on It's a Small World, so that's, that's a weird one. Especially since you were talking about it going, eh, I don't know if that's really a dude ride. It's something you go on with a, your girlfriend or something, you know. But, kids uh, with the kids, with you know, the kids. It's, it's, it's yeah. That's 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 usually like baby's first ride kind of thing. Yeah, know? it was kids. It was kids and grandmas. But you know, I mean, it was amusing. Um, what else did I do? What else did I do? I, um, Carousel of Progress. Carousel of Progress is amazing. Yeah, it's my favorite. Um, great scrim work. <laughs> great sound, great, just everything. I like that one for all the history and all the geek trivia involved with that one because the current version of that is hosted by, you know, narrated by um, Gene Shepard, who was the writer of the book. Now, do they um, make him look at the, does that character, is it supposed to be Gene Shepard? No, no, he still looks like the original father from. From the, it may even be some of the same uh, animatronics. Is he based on? Sure. Is he based on anybody? No, or something? I think he's, he's based on one of the Imagineers, but I don't. I couldn't. He kind of reminds me of like a Hal Holbrookie. Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the guy in the original one, I can't ever remember what is. I always want to say Rex Harrison, and I know that's not right, but it's. I think it is Rex somebody, but I can't remember the guy's name. But did you ever see? Charlotte's Web, the animated, you know, the old Not cartoon, a long time. the Hanna Barbera one. All I remember of that was Paul Lind was Templeton the Rat. Right. Well, the guy that narrates that was the original narrator for uh, Carousel of Progress, whatever the hell that guy's name is. Well, here's another connection to Charlotte's Web. The guys that wrote all the songs. Remember, we? Oh, I don't know about you, but I always loved that movie. And one of the things I really liked, although I'm, you know, I don't I'm not much about musicals. Well, I had the one like uh, Zuckerman's famous pig. Remember yes, that? Yes, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, the Charlotte's Web song brings, you know, that that'll bring tears to my eyes. Just that song, and it had, uh, yeah, it had the, all these really great songs in it. But uh, the guys that wrote the songs for that were the Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert Sherman, same guys that wrote the song There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. And for a time, when Carousel of Progress changed its theme from, you know, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow to basically Live for Today, they, they, cha they changed the song for a while to um, Now is the Time. They wrote that song, too. 
so you know it's got all these connections to um, the Hanna-Barbera Charlotte's Web which I always got a kick out of but Gene Shepard though he wrote the book um, In God We Trust All Others Pay Cash which a large section of that book became the movie A Christmas Story A Christmas Story is narrated by Gene Shepard so you know, there you got all those connections uh, there. So it, I lo- I love all the trivia stuff that's in. What I love about it is the 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 timing and rhythm of it, because each segment is exactly the same amount of time. Right. Because there's another segment right ahead of you. Right. You know, there's another audience right ahead of you, and I'm assuming right behind you. Right. Just cycling through it. So so because uh, like after the se- the third one in, I remember going. I don't like this one as much as the last one. I hope it goes faster. And then I'm like, wait, wait, it can't go faster. You know, it has to funny. go exactly the same. Can you believe that never occurred to me before that they would all have to be they exactly have to the be. same? That's and so, funny. So they had to write it in a, they, I mean, that's that's a little writing challenge, you know. Right. And to, and to keep the rhythm, you know, and the rhythm of it, you know, from going from scrim to scrim. And I liked how even the, the, scenes behind the scrims would change in one and it's just like so there's rotating stages within rotating stages I love it I love it Disney doesn't do anything halfway we'll just turn the whole building we'll make the whole building turn you know I don't know how and and then I went to Tom Sawyer's Island well did you catch before you do that did you catch um, Mel Blanc in Carousel of Progress. Was he the guy in the bathtub? He was the guy in the bathtub. I, okay, I, I thought this that sounded about. That was uh, like that was the only really com- comedic sort of voice. Does the parrot still talk? I can't remember. The parrot in the original version talked, and he said something like, "No, there was no talking okay, parrot." Okay, yeah. One. In the original one, the parrot said something like, "You know, every time she listens to this record, it gives me a headache, or something like that." And uh, that was Mel Blanc too, but I thought they took that, taken that out. But yeah, the guy, the the Uncle Fester or whatever his name was, that's yeah. in the bathtub. That's Mel Blanc. Um, I went to Tom Sawyer Island, which um, one interesting thing they have the mine there, and you go through the mine, and it's you know it's dark, but they have enough you know. And I was like, okay, this is to scare little kids, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they have actors in here jump, you know, an Indian Joe, ju- Indian Joe jumping out at you or something. <laughs> And then we get into this one room that had this sort of glowing rock in it, and this low pitch going on, and just the most insane feeling of movement and dizziness. And I'm like, is this just me? And I'm like, no. The, it feels like the floors, and people are walking by. And and you ever been in one of those rooms where they force the perspective weird, so it right. makes you feel like you're on a straightaway but you're really turning down and up that's what this room had the feeling to but you have to be moving in one of those to feel that and I stopped I just stopped and and sat in this room and I'm feeling all kinds of wonky and weird and dizzy and I'm like holy shit and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm putting my I'm looking for seams on the floor where the floor is moving you know and it's dark so you can't see it couldn't determine that the floor probably wasn't moving and then I'm thinking maybe it was a low-pitched noise that disorients you, but I don't know if that would be something Disney would want to utilize. You know, that right. sounds a little scary. But there was something up in there, and and then I thought maybe it's me. And then I would watch these people come 
walking through and they'd be like, you know, going from one side to the wall and the other and going, whoa, do you feel that? Whoa, that's weird. You know, so something weird was going on in that. When I rode the, um, when I rode the, um, ferry back to main, the mainland, um, guess who, um, some people have probably heard of this guy if you watch like time travel shows on Discovery Channel or listen to Art Bell, Dr. Mishia Kaku. And I think he's a physicist. I, I, I don't know if he works for NASA, but he's always like, he's always on like the Today Show talking about science and stuff. And, right. And he and his wife and his, and a little kid, which I assume is him, were like, you know, pressed up against me. We were just crammed in on this thing. And I'm looking at the guy going, man, that's Dr. Mishikaku, you know. For A, he's in nice, you know, really like rich clothes. And he's got that like helmet head hair, like big hair. And with, that's graying. Oh. Time for a toll booth. Move along, a stack move along. And, uh, and I'm thinking, man, this guy looks like Dr. Mishikaku. And he's not like a huge celebrity, but he, you know, he gets around, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of a pop science, you know, he's sort of a, a more, um, adult version of Bill Nye the Science Guy sort of thing, you know, he's, he's a guy who makes stuff like particle, oh, you got a green light, he makes the stuff, oh, it was that thing, I thought that was my car knocking, oh, oh, shit, but no, it was that noise that machine was making, that was weird, but he'll make particle physics halfway, you know, accessible on the Today Show. So I'm looking at him, and I'm giving him the hairy eyeball, and, and I'm like, you know, that's somebody I would actually, if a celebrity that I would actually be interested in meeting, because it's like, hey, you know, I'd rather, you know, come up to someone and go, hey, you do a great job, because you're a science guy. Right. But at the same time, I, and I'm thinking, well, I don't want to be... Yeah, he's I, on vacation. He's, yeah, he's, he's on vacation, but I'm thinking, he's also, he's Asian, is an Asian guy, and I, and I don't want to be just like... Like him not be Mishikaku and have him go, what, you think all Asian guys are Dr. Mishikaku or something like that? But um, next thing you know, this guy goes, Mr. Mishikaku? And he's like, yes. And he's like, will you sign an autograph for me? And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, it is him. <laughs> so that's cool. You know, there's got to always be like two or three celebrities oh, just roaming, yeah, yeah. roaming around Disney World anyway at any given time. Here's a question I had. Uh-huh. On the railroad tracks, when you first walk in, it has Disney World population six hundred million. What does? Where do that? What is that number? Why is it six hundred million? That could be how many people I have gone have, through. I would assume that it's just like you know McDonald's, McDonald's used to have the you know twenty billion served or whatever. It's probably the same thing because they do actually keep track of that because oh, every, I'm sure they do every so often. You know they'll they'll you know you'll see it on you know I don't know the news or some there'll website. Be a milestone. Or there'll be a new milestone number where you know we just passed our you know fifty millionth guest and you know they make a huge deal and that person will get like I don't know I've heard of people getting you know they'll get like a lifetime pass to all the parks or you know something like that. 
because it's a big deal. So, you know, I got to be honest with you, I've never paid attention to that number. I knew that they kept track, but I didn't even realize that it was like. But here's another thing. I think it's painted on there too, which you know, you'd think it'd be like the McDonald's, a big rolling thing like they used to have on the signs. I don't think they do that anymore, do they? I can't remember. I haven't. I don't know if I've seen a McDonald's that had. that had the rolling numbers on it. They probably kept counting because by now, you know, they've got enough numbers to have served everybody a Big Mac like 20 times. Yeah, exactly. So. It served the world a Big Mac. That's crazy. But yeah, you're right. I had forgotten all about that. But Let's see. What else did I do? Lots and lots of walking. Yeah. That's what you do there. So, did you ride uh, Space Mountain again? Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you had all your stuff with you, yeah. Well, also, like, from not... When I first started going around, everything was pretty... It was pretty nice. It was a little chilly out, but not... It was sunny. You know, it wasn't cold. Um, thinly populated. By noon, it was starting to fill right in. By 2 o'clock, it was a cluster of people. It was crazy 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 people and you know you got when 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 i met you at met up with you at four and we went back in there you saw what it was like oh yeah and imagine and like as i I was on my way out there was a parade so imagine all that like congested by a parade and i was thinking of taking the riverboat cruise but then i noticed it's like quarter to four i'm like oh my god it's gonna take me 15 minutes just to get out the front door of this place and what's odd is I noticed some strange traffic patterns today. I mean, you know, on your average day going in, your average, say, busy day, you know, you can expect that when it, when the part, the, to me, the peak time, and maybe I could be completely wrong about this, but it seems like to me the peak time is reached or, you know, peak attendance is reached Somewhere between like 11 and 2 is where people really start filtering in. So I'm thinking. Like, somewhere between, like, 2 and 3 is where you're really hitting the peak because, you know, say the park opens at 9 o'clock, only so many people are going to get up and and be there right when it opens. But a lot of people will get up, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, and they'll start filtering in in between, like, 11 and noon. And that's where we really seem to, to have that big rush into the parks is between, like, 11 and 2. And what was odd today was, yeah, we were having that big rush in, but I was noticing a lot of people coming out at right about like 11 o'clock. And I'm thinking, damn, the park's only been open two hours. Where are you going? Yeah, You couldn't possibly have gotten your money's worth out of this park if it opened at 9 and you're leaving at 11. You know, I, and it just mystified me. I really wanted to ask people. Were they going to another park, maybe? Yeah, or? I have no idea. I mean, a lot of people, you know, because at first I was, you know, I, I worked several different positions, but, you know, the one I was at the longest was over on the resort side. So, you know, those people, most of them were going back to a resort. Mm-hmm. But right. there were an awful lot of people for a while that were going to the transportation ticket center because the express side hadn't either hadn't opened yet or after it opened it went down for a while because we were having some train pop, uh, problems you know monorail problems so they were using that one as an alternate route to get people to uh, the transportation ticket center. 
So the transportation and ticket center tells me that they're doing one of two things. They're either going back to their car and leaving or they're going to another park because that's you know basically the hub where you get to right. Epcot or catch a bus and go to one of the, the other two parks. So again, that begs the question, you know, what what did you do for only two hours in Magic Kingdom? I mean, not that's much. a lot of hassle to go through. You know, I mean, I I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that people you know, are in, weird. Man. In order to get to Magic Kingdom, it, it's purposely constructed to be a production. You know, you, you you take a long monorail monorail ride in, or you come in by boat or whatever. It's not something where you just go, hey, let's yeah. go pop over to Magic Kingdom. Pop no, in, it's, it's a production. It takes you a good 15, 20 minutes to get there. You know, once you're actually even inside the park at the Transportation Ticket Center, you're still looking at probably 15 minutes minimum before you actually are walking down the ramp, you know, into Magic Kingdom. So, you know, there's all that time spent getting over there and then you're leaving by 11 o'clock, and I'm just like, I'm wondering, you know, did they just come over to, like, Ride Space Mountain real quick before the line got long, and then that was it, that was all they wanted to do, and they're leaving? You know, did they come over because they were buying something? You know, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things, I'd love to do a survey of the people that are leaving that early, you know? What, What was it you came for? What was it you did? And, you know, where are you off to, sort of thing, but, you know... While I enjoy the the interaction with the guests and all that, I try not to get terribly personal either. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll of course ask them, you know, so where are you visiting from? And, you know, if they've got like a celebrating pin, it's, you know, so what are you celebrating? Or um, what I like is the anniversary pins. You know, I, I, lo- I love finding an old, old couple with the anniversary pin, you know, and they're celebrating like their 50th or 60th anniversary. That's great. I love talking to people. But uh, it, was, it was just so odd. But uh, so let me see what else. Uh, all right, so in Tomorrowland, you did you you filmed some of the Astro Orbiter, you rode the People Mover, you did Carousel of Progress. Did you go on Buzz? No, no, that would have been a neat one. Yeah, that would have been a very colorful one. I like that. I one. did. I you know I filmed the ass end of it with through the uh, Carousel of Progress. <laughs> um. Let me see what else. Um, you said you hadn't been to, to Toontown until we walked. Until we walked there, there and, and that and, was. And then nuts. I saw it, and then I'm like, well, you know, when we walked into Toontown at first, it was just like almost a solid wall of people. But that's because there were lots of the, there were lots of kids, so lots of people in strollers and. And with kids, they're not moving along in an orderly fashion. It was, it was the kids, it was the strollers, but more than anything, what, what I found it was, was the area we were trying to get through, there was that big fat bastard on one of those stupid, uh, what do you call them? Uh, electric. Electric wheelchair. It's not even a wheelchair, it's like yeah, a it's scooter. Yeah, it's like the get around thing yeah. or whatever. It's an electric scooter. He was on like one of the biggest models they made. He's parked sideways, so... You know, you're you're hitting him broadside as you're walking along, and he's sitting there right in the middle of the path, texting. And I'm thinking, you prick, you know? I mean, yeah. how rude is that to sit there and just block all the traffic like that? And I mean, he he gave me the air of someone 
who knows they're doing what they're doing. And they just do it and, anyway. And yeah. trying to act all innocent like I don't realize I'm doing it. You know, like, yeah. like I dare you to say something to me kind of thing. And it's just like, that's just, I mean, it was nuts. And people were fussing and complaining until they got to him and then they were like, oh. You know, and I'm like, I don't feel that way. When I see somebody doing that, you know, because to me, I see somebody in one of those scooters... To me, they're not a crippled person. They're not a disabled person. Nine times out of ten, they're a lazy person. Because right. I see them all the time stand up out of those things when it's convenient well, to some stand up have, and get out. Should, you know? Some people, there's some people, you know, we'll give, I'll give some of them a benefit of a doubt and say, there's some of them that can walk fine, but if they walk for 10 or 15 minutes, their shin splints will start hurting or their back right. will, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. But yeah. Well, you know, I mean, but it's a flat, I guess if you want to pay $70, it's $70 a day. If you want to almost double your ticket, you get, you, I guess you could ride around on one of those things to, to make it easier. I'd feel like a damn fool riding around Disney World (laughs) in one of those. I just want to talk like an old man. You damn fool. And, and I was also thinking today, man, how much more orderly and efficient would it be if everybody just kept right here? New, new. Why don't, doesn't everybody know to ke- keep right? And then right. I remembered. Then I remembered. Well, you know what? The rest of the world keeps left. Right. America is the only one that keeps right. And uh, so there's probably a lot of Europeans that are going. God damn it! Why isn't anybody keeping left? If everybody would just keep left. Stay uh, in the middle. Those reasons why I think America should just take over the rest of the world. But that's you know. Just so that I can get around Disney World easier. Right, right. But you know what I mean. Oof, I'm going to have to get some of that caffeine in me, man. I'm yeah, I'm feeling it. I am too. When we were hitting the traffic there, I was I felt myself getting like nodding off, man. Like, Well, the thing is, this uh, I've been... Uh, this vacation... This has been probably my most hardcore vacation <laughs> in a long time. You know, it started out with a, you know, almost two-day bus ride, which really, like, I mean, as soon as I got off the bus, I was I was in downtown Disney, walking around, doing stuff, you know, and then went home and did the, like, take a little nap sleep, and then the next morning we were there at park, you know, right at opening, you know? Right. And then, and it's been pretty much, you know, as much as of, it's been a much of get up and go since then. And I think after today, we get to finally slow down the pace a little right. bit. And yeah, like, we're going to have to. And we're, we're just going to up in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, we'll, we'll be basically, all we'll have to really do is podcast from now on, you know, for the rest of this little vacation, we'll, we can podcast and, you know, Chris, Christmas Day, you know, like... Like Friday, maybe you know the day before Christmas. <coughs> you know, maybe we'll go grocery shopping and figure out like some food for for Christmas. Yeah. I might, I might try to scam the. I, I have the possibility. I doubt it's going to happen because I'll bet you it's one. I'll bet you her parents are the, do the old people thing and eat at like two o'clock in the afternoon. But uh, I could potentially do the like classic. You know, like. Before you go to work, we'll make some Christmas dinner and eat, and then get my roommate from Roche- Rochester, who's here in Florida right now, visiting her parents in in Orlando. She's like, you know, within forty five minutes of me, probably. 
um, you know, I could have her, like, I could, like, you could go off to work, I could have her come pick me up, possibly, take me to her parents' house, have another Christmas dinner there, <laughs> and, like, Scott will come home and I'll have a f***ing basketball gut, you know, sitting there watching TV or playing, like, the Hulk game and pounding on stuff, but, uh, I doubt that'll happen. As much as I hate to give this f***ing place my business... What do you think about the idea that I pull in here and let you run into Publix? Oh, sure. Grab, grab whatever you think we need for, for tonight. Maybe, uh, you know, like a two-liter or two, like Mountain Dew or something, and like a bag of chips or something. Okay, what kind of chips do you want? Oh, pff, I don't give a shit. What do you eat? I, I, there's some that, the, I, yeah, I don't know. I can find something. I think you eat, I think you eat the same kind of chips as me because we usually do a little chip check when we're doing yeah. podcasting. Like some like some rounds that we can dip in something or I don't give a shit. Man. I'll Whatever. see what I can find. I'll, I'll head to the snack and soda section. It won't no, take me long. We did figure out dinner. Were you hungry? Well, there's a I, I could eat a couple pieces. I could eat a piece of that pizza at home, and that that would you know. In see, a I took the last of the of the the. That's okay. I'm more interested in the pepperoni. I didn't have any of that pepperoni yet, yeah, so I don't have anything to eat. That's what I'm oh, okay. Yeah, maybe um, I can. Maybe I can find a snack. Oh, do you like Oriental food? Yeah, but I don't think I'm down for a full meal. You oh, know right. what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. I had a turkey sandwich today that was just uh, a monster. It was delicious. Delicious with with homemade um, chips. All right. To be concluded. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two, Two True, True Freaks. Freaks. It's a small world.